It's known for a few things, though. There's, I guess it's, sure. it's the part of the trip. But hey, what's your favorite pasta? Where's the best pot? Like, what was the? I don't, I don't know. Pasta dish? I, no, no. Yeah, I ate some some pasta. okay pastas, some all right pastas, some bad Ooh. pastas. Ooh. Yeah, it is what it is. But I tell you, I was uh, I was excited to get back, have some American food. There you go. Got some McDonald's. I, I went to Hooters with one of my friends today. I don't go to Hooters ever, but <laughs> you know, it tasted fine. It was it was like a cheap version of Buffalo Wild Wings, and the food was hot, so that was good. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's the movie toasty show here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah! Yeah! Movie Toast. Welcome to episode 162 of Movie Toast News and Reviews. I haven't been here for four weeks, so I got 13 movies to talk about this week. Dennis, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Glad to have you back. I missed you, buddy. I, I'm glad you, yeah. you had some trip. You miss me, please. Oh. You, you just sat at home and recorded with your wife and had a fun time while I was having a meltdown on the plane, being like, I didn't record this week. Oh, uh. I was cleaning my mother-in-law's garage, actually. <laughs> oh, that sounds dirty, Dennis. Dirty <laughs> Dennis was was <laughs> dusty. He got he got dusty. Oh. He got so, so dusty. I, I got a few flicks in that one. <laughs> yeah, you got a couple flicks. Yeah, we we still Yeah, yeah, man. Nice. Uh, doing good, doing good. The uh, already got a couple of peeks at the uh, Star Wars toy commercial. I helped work on some. It's cool oh. to see the, uh, and it turns out it's kind of fun. It's very, very small world. The reality production company that Val and I used to work for, one of the people, uh, one of our coworkers from there, one of the people used to work there, his son is one of the kids who does the voice in the Young Jedi animated series, and that is his huh. face on the character. So when I saw the oh, toy for the self I helped build, the set I helped build, his was the toy featured in the like center of frame, so it's like, oh shit, that's nuts. This is this kid. <laughs> we know his dad, <laughs> and I built the. Yikes. But yeah, it's just stuff. Uh, crazy small world. It's all. Huh. It's all close knit. Anywho. Damn. Nice. That was that's fun. exciting. Uh, I didn't get to the movies out there. I was pretty pissed about. Oh that. man, so you, so like you know how hard it is. Damn. You go, you go to the movies all the time, and then you go two weeks without movies, and it it's it fucks with you. Yeah, oh, for sure, dude. I I, I looked into it, but uh, I just uh, it wasn't on the mark. Uh, it was it wasn't a museum. Couldn't 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 go to the movies. Uh, Fair like, enough. Uh, Traveling that far, yeah. yeah, that's gonna be a hard sell. Then going to the movies. I mean, I middle. was uh, I was told I could go by myself, but that's mm. just sad. I don't yeah, know. that's. We, it's it's good he decided not to. That's that was wise. Wise. Yeah, I'll take it. Wise choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get in trouble for doing one podcast on one vacation on one person's birthday. Yeah, yeah. You learn from that. You never. Yeah, yeah you never make that mistake again, sir. Yeah, I still hear about it. 
don't 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 you think I didn't want to bring my microphone and record, but it just oh my god, card. Oh wow. Hey, I, I'm dedicated to the cause, Dennis. The hey, cause there was no there was no doubt about that. Everyone everyone clicked off at this point because it's been eight minutes of like jibber jabber about nothing. <laughs> um, I don't know. Let's let's get into polls. Polls. That's the, that's the first poll you got. Just like me, uh, the ladies of the book club went to Italy recently, and uh, I wanted to know, out of the following four people in the film book club, the next chapter, who is uh, the most legendary star out of Jane Fonda, Diane Keaton, Andy Garcia, and Don Johnson? I don't know why I didn't put all the ladies. Jane but, uh, Fonda. You know, I think I agree with you on Jane Fonda. We got a little Barbarella action but uh she and andy garcia got zero percent apparently uh the toasties don't like me. what the yeah, fuck that's what i'm saying 33 percent for don johnson swear to god 67 percent for diane yeah. keaton fucking people must like uh nothing against you, know, you I diane mean, yeah but... I, I mean you got missed so i'm gonna i'm gonna button up a turtleneck and and and, and dress in the same clothes and beating out Di- uh, jane fonda it baffles me but i mean she's a good actress i, I don't know of course, absolutely. No, I, yeah, that's huh. That's you surprise me every week. Toasty you surprise yeah. me every week. Uh, uh, wow. Huh. Uh, I, I, I Nash Bridges, huh? <laughs> hey, really? Yeah, I mean, Hawaii Five really? Oh, baby, or Keenan Tom. I'm sorry, the kids know know him as Keenan Thompson's uh, father-in-law from the show Keenan. I don't even know if that's what the show was called. But I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, Deep this cuts. doesn't even have anything to do with the show, but. I, I, I had a conversation with uh, Sarah a few weeks back about like the stupid Nicole Kidman AMC fucking the, the, the come to the apes. Oh. I'm like, does anybody like that shit? And she's like, yeah, there's a whole subculture of people that love it on the, on the TikTok. And I was shocked. So I, I wanted to know if the toasties out there, like the, uh, the Nicole Kidman intros for AMC theaters with, yes, I love it. Sure. Ironically, I hate it and never seen it. Um, that's funny. I just I, I just saw a post on Reddit talking about why the fuck are we still yeah. using this annoying ass ad? Like just yesterday too. That's, oh. that's hilarious. You, you, you're sparking the you're sparking the conversation and, and there. They keep threatening to make new ones, um, and it's like we don't need it. Let's just let's just get to the movies. Let's listen. We already you're you're trying to sell us on something we're already at, dear guy. Right. We're already in the yeah. AMC theater. We already pay for the fucking yeah. And I, I yeah. No, I, I'm with you on that part. You know, you get to hit us one more time. Where's the coat check? Like she's she's wearing a coat in the intro, and then it's missing after. I don't know what's going on there. (laughs) She had mugged in the. Well, you hand it to your driver. Uh, so zero percent for sure. Ironically, a twenty-five twenty-five split for I have uh, I I hate it and uh, never seen it, and a fifty percent say yes, I love it. Fucking, what's wrong with you, toasties? We come to this place. For magic. We come to AMC theaters to laugh, to cry, to care. Because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling we get when the lights begin to dim. And we go somewhere 
we've never been before. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. Together. Dazzling images on a huge silver screen. Sound that I can feel. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Our heroes feel like the best part of us. And stories feel perfect and powerful. Because here, they are. AMC Theatres. We make movies better. I guess, because it kind of, I get the idea of it trying to set up the tone and get you like, into the setting, we just saw a bunch of like literally candy and soda commercials. You just saw a string of a bunch of different trailers for wildly different genres. Yeah. Usually, they're kind of all you know sprinkled around. So now it's like refocusing you back to okay, we're it's like to me it's now it's starting to become the old Regal mm. Cinema like the roller coaster oh, with the popcorn yeah. fucking intro thing. You know, it's it's like when you see that, it's like okay, sh- oh you know, I feel it in my in my chest. Like my heart's just like going like okay, we're, it's it's about it's about mm-hmm. to begin. I'm excited. This thing we we all this anticipation and build up. If you've been seeing the advertising, we finally made the trip out. We got our fucking shit. We're sitting in our seat. The sound system's kicking it. You know, like sure. it's. I, I think it's it's triggering that part of your brain. Is, yeah, is my yeah. That's my take on why that there was such a strong response true, for that. True. You're you're just it's and they got they got that back for right when people come back from the pandemic as if the pandemic's not still going on. But yeah, yeah. no, yeah, I, I get it. Right. I get it. Uh, and our final poll here uh, this week is uh, based upon a movie that you recently watched called The Mother. Uh, and I wanted to know what the Toasty's favorite Jennifer Lopez movie was out of Selena, Jack, Made in Manhattan, and Enough. And I'll tell you, oh, there's fuck. a lot. The Toasties like the J-Lo, man. They they flock to this, like, like fucking oh, yeah. flies on, on horse shit. And it's nice. It's all yeah. over the place. No, it, yeah. Uh, I... I don't know if I could be a fan of any of these movies. I know I didn't put Hustlers on there. I've seen. I, I was I was gonna say I'm surprised you didn't put Hustlers on there. Yeah. I mean, geez, that's that's a whole, but I, maybe for obvious reasons I didn't you put leave that one off. Um, on but, there. I didn't put. Fucking, oh, see, that would have been my vote. I didn't put her and Owen Wilson's so movie on there. There's so many. Like you, you think of her as as like a singer, but she's in so lot, many, yeah, so many things. iconic movies. You don't even think about. She's been, was it? She's been in more movies than she has fucking albums, I right? Be shocked. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. That's yeah. a, that's a race. I think <laughs> I, I ain't even walking up to the starting line. <laughs> enough. Enough. Six uh, percent goes to uh, Robbie Williams and Jack. Thirty-one. Uh, uh, I don't. You never, you never seen Jack? Oh my god! Oh my god! I totally. You know what's funny? You said it, and it just breezed right past. I'm like, I totally forgot we're talking about that movie. Yeah, no, I fucking love that movie. Yes, of course, that would be the one. I, you, I love you Jack. Don't think yeah. about her. Son what, of a bitch. She, like a nurse or something, probably in it. Or she's the okay. teacher. She's the that he's like talking oh. to. That it's that awkward like oh, and then you find out he's a student, uh, yeah. and it's this whole thing, <clears throat> and it gets weird because it's like. It's kind. Of, it's a little gross, yeah. Because he is mentally a middle schooler, right? He or like not even that. Schooler, not yeah. even that old. Nope. He's a middle schooler, yeah. So just because his, but yeah, it's, it's it's it was in that era where we did a lot of weird sexualization of things. Yeah, we. 
I'll never watch Blank Check the same way again. <laughs> it's oh. yeah. Um. All right. So uh, 33, uh, 31, 31 split for Selena and enough, leaving a thirty three percent fan favorite of Made in Manhattan. <laughs> okay, that didn't surprise me yeah. one bit though. That yeah, makes it's, sense. It's, it's it's a movie. It's it's whenever I think of Ma- McConaughey, it's a movie. Whenever I think about Made in Manhattan, I think about Flight of the Concords, uh, the the song I got hurt feelings and. Uh, like one of them's like, oh, I asked my friends uh, if they want to hang out, but they're all too busy. And I saw them all lined up to watch that movie Made in Manhattan. I, that's not the exact lyrics, but it's 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 a, some it's, it's 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 the vagueness of it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I call my friends, say let's go into town, but they're all too busy to go into town. So I go by myself. I go into town, then I see all my friends. They're all in town. I got hurt feelings. I got hurt up to watch that movie made in manhattan there you go okay all right right. i'm sorry i just wasted fucking 17 minutes of of the listeners good they came here not wasting they came here for reviews you can't keep giving minute by minute breakdown apologies Fucking sorry. It was exactly 19 minutes and 37 seconds, and this sucks. I can, I can, and I will, Dennis. At 18 minutes and 7 seconds, I'm going to say sorry. Sorry for saying sorry so much. I'm still sucking. And we wonder why we don't retain listeners. Oh, shit. We are just, it's been, see, it's been a while, folks. This is what happens when we don't, this is what happens when we don't talk yeah, to each other. It's bad. It, it, As if we didn't talk it, for an hour before We were making this. up. <laughs> oh, nope. So it's, it's might as well have not no, spoken at all. No, strangers it's, it's passing bad. in the it's night. Nowhere near enough. Um, all right, Dennis. Uh, up first, uh, we, we, we had a screener uh, from our buddies over at Apple TV Plus. Uh, or Apple TV, although yeah. this movie at this point is already on the service. Uh, I'm talking about a documentary called Still, a Michael J. Fox movie. The story of me, take two. Three, two, here we go, ready, and action. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? What did it mean to be still? I wouldn't know I was ever still. That's him. That's our star. I want this job. I can do it. Whatever the exception is, I can fix it. I can be older. I can be taller. I can be anything. The popularity of Michael J. Fox is a phenomenon. Here is Michael J. Fox. What is the secret of your success? And the winner is Michael J. Fox. I don't believe this. This is great. I feel four feet tall. I get it. I was big. I was bigger than bubblegum. I woke up and I noticed my pinky. Auto-animated. Parkinson's disease. I told Tracy the news. In sickness and in health, I remember her whispering. No one outside of my family knew. There was only one reason I took these pills. To hide. But all those years of hiding was shaking me away. To deny that part of me that wants to continue to go on and do things is, is to quit. I don't accept that. 
tu vas toujours rire. Still, a Michael J. Fox movie. The sad sack story is Michael J. Fox gets this debilitating disease and it crushes him. Yeah, that's boring. Uh, this this is a uh, documentary kind of chronicalizing the life and times and rise and fall and trials and tribulations of Mr. Michael J. Fox. Uh, man, this is stuff that I didn't even know about. And, like, it's cool because, like, you got him as a talking head. We're seeing how he's living life and, like, seeing how the his disease is taking over, but how he's fighting it and how he wants to be a normal person. And he is a normal person, how he doesn't want to be pitied by people. And also, he's, like, yeah. telling stories about his his childhood and whatnot and like all the shows and movies that he's done. And they're like reenacting stuff like period piece stuff of him as a child, him as this and that there's, there's BTS of like uh, him on like the shows that he's worked on and jumping from show to a movie. Cool. And like, it's just crazy. Can like clips of like him on talk shows and like so much stuff that it's, it's just so crazy to see like, you forgot how big a mega star Michael J. Fox is. And like, I, when, when, oh, I, when, I, when yeah. I think about him, I'm like, I, I, I don't think his disease is that bad. But you see it and you're like, oh, fuck, dude, that's terrible, man. Like there's a scene where he's just walking down the street and he falls over. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit, that sucks. And like, just and you can tell like he why he still wants to do what he does. Like he still runs his mouth a mile a minute with the jokes and cracks and doesn't like <laughs> even like his like uh personal trainers like you know you're, you're treating this disease like you're like you're trying to rush everything just take it easy you, you don't gotta rush everything and he's just always making jokes and it's interesting because like there's voiceovers of him saying stuff and it sounds like this is like an autobiography like it sounds like he's just reading a book and like it just seems so natural and like you get to see his family it, it's just, hmm. and it's interesting seeing like when he was like doing family tides i think he was he was also jumping from there to the set of back to the future and back and forth and like just how crazy active yep. and like how he hid his 20 plus hour days yeah, and, shit. and like how he hid his parkinson's from like uh telling people and like little things that you think like he, he did in movies and films with his hands that are just like awesome choices they like show like it's the ticks and like it's like oh shit man i never would have pictured that but it makes perfect sense and like yeah yeah man right like i feel like especially once he got to spin city it was it's most of yeah and that's when he is his, his, his very physical he couldn't, he couldn't hold uh, it back anymore character yeah yeah, like, yeah. now fucking parkinson's fucking ravaged yeah. man i might i multiple people in my life have had it and that's mm. that is it is a gnarly one I, yeah <laughs> fucking a not something uh not something you can you can no. uh, go half-assed when you're trying to take on. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, this is just a beautiful documentary. It's an hour and 35 minutes, but it is just powerful. Like, there was never a dull moment. It was, it was unique and, like, just so beautifully shot. Like, seeing the reenactments or even just seeing him and his family in current day and still a Michael J. Fox movie, a fantastic documentary over on Apple TV+. Plus. I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a three slices of toast and a half. 
All right, up next, I got a a movie that's a remake of a, like a classic comedy that you know, honestly, I don't recall seeing. I probably did see back in the day, but I don't recall. Uh, I'm talking about the uh, okay, Hulu okay. original uh, film, White Men Can't Jump. Not here, it's not. Hey, they letting yoga instructors in the gym now. Oh, I just noticed you're not getting enough legs on a new shot. Are you dehydrated? Hundred bucks, you can't make more shots. Let's just do three hundred. It's not my dad's money. We ain't never gonna get a reparation that way, bro. So I prefer Venmo or Zelle, but you seem like a cash app guy, so. Ladies and gentlemen, hey, you think you can slick, huh? Just showing up to court dressed like a dumbass, acting like you can't hoop. You assumed I couldn't hoop because I'm white, which is incredibly outdated. No, I assumed you couldn't hoop because you were dressed like a white girl at Whole Foods. What a love girl. It's really hard to plan for the future when we're always worried about money because you're out here living in a fantasy. My 30-day detox program. You want a free sample? No, I ain't drinking no boo-boo juice. Wait, it's almost the first. I'm gonna go tomorrow. I forgot. Why don't you just go now? It'll be fine. Hey, don't worry, mommy. Don't worry, mommy. Every hooper I know is entering that big-ass tournament with a winner get five hundred thousand. I just need somebody who can play so I can make some money. You're joking, right? Five hundred thousand for one day of hoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can hustle a few games together to get the money for the entry fee. I'll find some marks. Those short shorts look incredible on you. Throw them off their game. You have an OnlyFans? And we'll clean up. You gonna wear that trash bag? You gonna wear that fake-ass Richard Simmons outfit? Oh! I don't know, bro. I bet y'all got one coming in these days. Release for me. Release for me. That's the bad out there. It's enough jokes. Then the sun died. Don't spend any of the money until we can cover the fee. I should be saying that to you. Well, I'm good with money. So am I. So am I. Me too. Me too. Where? Word, bro. If she's iffy, then the drugs go. If she's iffy, double cup toast. Hey. Got a duffel, pull a then a love go. Buckets. What? Just wanted to see if you had superhuman hearing because of your... Because my what? They're going to kill him in the parking lot. I'm out here. He got a flamethrower. Flamethrower? What is this, Mad Max? I don't know how much you're talking trash later today, but good work. Thank you. You could talk way more trash out there. You have so much material I can't even touch. Like what? Never mind. Oh. Tell us. Where the love go? uh the classic 92 film uh this is about a uh a, a guy who is uh kind of on hard times he he was a great basketball star and uh then he got an injury so he can't like play basketball anymore then there's another guy who um yeah it's about these two guys who essentially want to play basketball but for one reason or another they can't and uh you got a white guy and a black guy and uh they're 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 from two different worlds, but their worlds collide as they realize they're both good, and they become hustlers on the court, and um, they want to enter this big basketball tournament where they make a buku amount of cash, and uh, and it's a uh, it's it's a fun ride. It's a comedy movie, and uh, it has great fucking uh, uh, needle drops. Um, it stars uh, this rapper Jack Harlow, uh, this this other fantastic actor. Uh, Sneakwa Walls, uh, Lance Reddick's in it for a little bit. Uh, he plays one of the guys' dads. Uh, it's just, oh, it's, nice. it's 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 really interesting movie. Like this is a uh, written one of the writers is Kenya Barris, uh, the guy that created Blackish, and he's done a lot of movies recently. That I wrote a lot of movies, and 
I just haven't been a big fan of. But this one, this one's kind of cool. Like it's an interesting look. Like it's almost like a, a homage to Los Angeles because they're going all around different cities in Los Angeles playing basketball, and it's just it makes Los Angeles look beautiful and fun. And I, I kind of missed it a bit. And like it's sleek, it's stylish, uh, some oh, camera nice. work. And it's it's just uh, it, it's it's a good time. It's a little bit. Uh, it's only an hour and forty one minutes, but it feels a little longer than that. And it's a predictable movie. You know where it's going, but it's still a fun time watching it. Uh, I, I I can't complain. White men can't jump. I'll give it a. I'll give it two slices of toast. Uh, that's um okay. All right. Over on uh, Hulu, and I believe you can also catch the original flick over on Hulu too, starring a. Uh, fucking blade and fucking uh, woody harrelson yeah you can tell i, I forgot <laughs> <laughs> oh god i can't believe i forgot his name you, i guess you, you can't even call him his character from cheers because it's still woody no no he's i'm just giving him his name uh the son of the fucking uh notorious hitman uh that i don't know his name either uh moving on you can even throw it out wesley <laughs> um wesley <laughs> <laughs> Um, I got a, a little art house movie here called uh, You Hurt My Feelings. What kind of story were you thinking about, Hal? Something in a prison. Oh, all right. And uh, what about a prison interests you? Jail. For sure. Happy anniversary. We're so lucky. Yeah. So, Elliot tells me you're a writer. In your last one, it should have done better. There's lots of new voices. Refugees, cancer, murder, abuse. I'm an old voice. You're the best voice. Maybe if Dad hadn't just been verbally abusive, it would have been a bestseller. Don't say that. Your memoir is great. Your new book is great. How are you? Feeling a little off my game. The only reason she makes me a salad is because she wants me to lose weight, which is passive aggressive. No, I want you to be healthy. Doesn't can, matter. Can you shut Any... up and keep talking? Don, you want to intervene here? We can do this at home. Maybe Milani looks tired. I'm aging. What are you, nuts? Can you get Botox? Well, I just get a little bit right here. You know, I can still move my eyebrows. Watch, watch. So expressive. <laughs> We'll go sneak up on him. Can you say anything? No, I can't. It feels too late. Oh my god. Oh my god. I think I'm gonna throw up. Wait, 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 not right here. No, I don't think I can. I can't. If I did say that, you took it out of context. Are you gonna gaslight me now? been lying to me this whole time. I wasn't lying. I was encouraging. That's not true. You were lying to be encouraging. You know what? As an actor, Mark isn't always great. So the times when you don't think he's good, what do you say to him? You were so fantastic. Really? <gasps> Mom, you're always expecting the best from me. You're welcome. Just need to do something meaningful. What you do is, is kind of meaningful. To who? No one. This whole world is falling apart, and this is what's consuming you. Well, you're not helping. I love you. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. Uh, this this, this oh. is about a um, a writer. She's written a book that uh, you know had decentish success. 
and she's uh, putting together her current book. And uh, she overhears her husband telling her brother-in-law that uh, he's not a giant fan of the, of the book and it kind of hurts her feelings and she doesn't tell him and that leads to a bigger fight. And then we kind of see how like everyone has insecurities, uh, her sister's insecurities, her husband, her brother-in-law. And it's just like this little contained movie about people dealing with like issues in their life. And of course, if you just sat down and talked to, to people about what your issue is, there'd be no movie to, 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 to be. Yeah. Right. Um, but it, it's, it's, it, it's nice. It's a little cinematic. Um, nothing really pops here. It's, it's not anything spectacular, but it, it, it starts Julie Louise Dreyfus and she's fantastic. Of course. Uh, Michaela. Oh yeah. Um, uh, oh, and uh, it's it's awesome. Uh, her husband is a uh, psychiatrist, and he's kind of having issues at work. He, he feels like he's not helping people. And uh, one uh, there's a couple that he's helping, uh, played uh, by uh, David Cross and Amber Tamblyn, as a husband and wife going through issues. And I'm like, ah, that's great seeing them together as as husband and wife in this movie. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, you heard my feelings. It's it's I don't know. It's it's good. Nothing spectacular. Yeah, I'll probably be on like Hulu in a couple of months. Uh, it's all right. I'll give it. I'll give it one and a half slices of Ooh. toast. Oh, I mean, I don't hate it. I I didn't hate it. It just, I don't know. It it didn't didn't capture my interest as much as I had hoped. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Does, yeah it doesn't make it a good movie. <laughs> you don't have to hate it for it to not be entertaining. That's true. That's true. Um. I uh I got one more movie I'll tell you about before I let you talk because I'm just a uh, narcissist. Oh, oh, well fuck me. <laughs> no. Um I I got oh, what's, what's up, dude? I got a follow up to a movie from I want to say uh 2021, movie that I I gave a mediocre review oh. of uh and then I recently watched and I'm like, "All right, I think I was a little harsh on it before." Uh the movie I'm I'm speaking of that I I I recently reviewed a few years back was called Becky. It's about a, a little girl whose uh, father is getting remarried and decides to take his daughter to their like cabin in the woods uh, and and break the news that he's getting married to his fiance and uh well that's all happening some nazis come over and uh some neo-nazis not nazis uh it's a modern day movie uh come over because there's something hidden in the house that they're trying to find and it's essentially like this this little girl has to essentially fight and brutally murder nazis uh after she witnesses her father getting killed um and this is the follow-up to that this is called the wrath of becky it's been two years since four neo-nazis invaded my family's lake house and murdered my father I'm 16 now. I've run away from three foster homes. Diego, come. This is Elena Khan. I've lived with her for the past year. We go now to a developing story. They call themselves the Noblemen, and they may be coming here to Fillmore. Whether or not the Noblemen decide to make an appearance at the town hall on Wednesday, only time will tell. So are you going to see this, or are you just going to stand there? Right this way. Finally. She did that on purpose. Oh, 
Diego. Diego! Saving our country and stopping the treason one vengeful mission at a time. To freedom. 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 Who is it? It's Becky. You took my dog. No! <laughs> Should we go to the cops? I got enough weaponry in my barn to start an insurrection at Town Hall tomorrow. Find the girl and give her back her dog! fun while it lasted it's not over yet uh it takes place uh two years after what happened in the original movie she's kind of uh gone from foster home to foster home but she eventually runs away uh pays to live with this one lady that she starts bonding with this older old older woman and um she's a waitress and there's these like kind of proud boys type guys that come in and giving her a hard time and she stands up for herself and they follow her home, break into the house in the middle of the night, essentially kill the lady that she was living with and steal her dog. Uh, and so it's about her tracking them down and getting revenge. And it's brutal. Uh, and the, the original movie, the, the neo-Nazi, uh, the main neo-Nazi was played by Kevin James and he actually gave a great performance. He was chilling. Uh, and this, the, the leader of the Proud Boys, or which we're led to believe is the leader of the Proud Boys. Uh, they're not called Proud Boys in this movie, but that's essentially what they are. Um, they're, they're, they're getting ready to attack like a uh, big um, governatorial speech uh, that's happening because they don't like the mayor or governor or whatever. But uh, the main mm. bad guy is played by Sean William Scott. and he, He's given a pretty good performance here. And, oh, gnarly. But, okay. uh, so it's pretty much like she is now fucking like running through and just killing these people brutally and getting revenge. But what really works in this movie is she is she's giving shit and she's taking shit like she's not like just going and not getting affected. She's getting her ass handed to her, too. But she's one step ahead most of the time. And uh, it's just a fun time. It's funny. There's uh, awesome kills. I was laughing my ass off. Normally, I'm the only sadistic bastard in the theater who does that. But there was another guy who got it in the theater. So uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, normally I don't go to Boston, but this movie was only playing in Boston, and I got to pay to park at Boston at the. Mm. But I'm happy that Pain I did ass. because this movie was fucking hilarious and fun. I'm gonna give it the Wrath of Becky. I'm gonna give it like three and a half slices of toast. Fuck, nice. And they kind of like leave it off at a uh, point. But uh, yeah, no. So um, three and a half slices of toast is probably not playing in theaters because it was a very limited release, but should be on BOD soon enough. Uh, definitely worth checking out. If you see it pop up anywhere, please check it out because it's a fun time. Um, but speaking of fun times, I think you got a pretty brutal and intense movie on your hands. You want to talk about or I could be wrong. Um, um, yeah, speaking Speaking of Nazis busting in and taking your shit, uh, that is literally what my first uh, review of this episode is about. I'm talking about the German film available over on Netflix right now, Blood and Gold. Desertion. 
ist Verrat, Lanze. Verrat um Führer. Verrat um Vaterland. Verrat. Wir sind ein Volk von Mördern. Wissen Sie, was die SS hier will? Was wird das hier? Sie sind wegen des Goldes hier. Gold? Sagen Sie mir jetzt, wo das Gold ist, oder ich fange an, Leute zu erschießen. Warum hilfst du mir? Der SS hat meinen Bruder. Du gehst dir an, dem Schwachkopf. Ich könnte hier etwas Hilfe gebrauchen. Sieg! Der wohnt noch hier. Lanza! Los, holt euch den Bastard! Für mich ist dieser Irrsinn hier vorbei. Wo ist das Gold? Ich habe meine Tochter seit der Geburt erst ein einziges Mal gesehen. Papa? Ich würde die Geschichte gerne hören. Aber erst müssen wir ein paar Nazi-Schweine jagen. This is uh, directed by Peter Thorwarth, and if that sounds familiar, he was the director of the uh, flying, the in-flight vampire film uh, Blood Red Sky that uh. came out uh, in 2021. So it's it, you're, you might have an idea of the kind of sort of action we might be getting into here, but uh, I shall set up the story for you if you're familiar. Uh, this is taking place at the absolute end of World War II. We are coming across a uh, German soldier who's just fucking done. He's been fighting for six years. He's uh, he's trying to get home to his kid. Um, he's see, although it was as we uh, open up the movie, he's just fucking running, man. We have a group of uh, German soldiers chasing after him that are trying to string him up for desertion. He's going to be executed. This is that's a uh, executable offense. Especially right here at the end, when the uh, commands being sent out are fight to the very last man, uh, victory or death. All the messaging coming from Berlin is like, "This you you fucking go or we'll kill you." Um, so this this guy's done. He's he's given all he has to give to his country. He uh, as the noose is getting put around his neck, he's like, "I didn't even want to even fight in this fucking war. All I did was I did what I needed to to survive, and I'm done." It's clear, every, it's clear to everyone else the war is about to end. We are going to lose. And they're just like, no, nope, fuck you. These, these are the orders. And they hang him by a tree. And, like, it's, it's, it's brutal. There, there's, like, the troop transport truck. He's standing on the back of it with, the, like, the noose around his neck. And they just start driving away. So he has to fall off the back. Oh. And uh, just the truck's just cresting over the hill. This woman runs out of the trees with the fucking wood axe and chops the the rope dropping into the ground he's barely within like hmm. i mean just within an inch of his life he's got the badass like the rope neck burns like uh clint eastwood had and hang him high which totally is an homage to this and as i'm saying these words by this point in the film when you're watching it a hundred percent you're getting these tones of like even the the uh the font for the credits and the title sequence oh, i love when they do very that much shit. reminds me of the uh, uh, 
Tarant- very Tarantino esque. It's like right there between um, Inglorious Bastards and um, uh, fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, Django, Kill Bill. No, the other Western. Why can't I fucking? I, oh, I am uh, such a letdown in myself. Hateful Eight, yes. It, fe- it's, it feels very much like it's sitting between Inglorious Bastards and Hateful Eight. Um, the Western part is the way more important thing. We're even getting like Western style music is playing in the background. Uh, very, very Sergio Leone, uh, fistful of dollars, good, bad, and the ugly sort of tones. And the rest of the film is shot that way, too. And my God, this film is shot awesome. The action sequences are fucking gnarly. Oh, I God damn it. See, I'm so excited about I, like I was already riveted within the first few minutes of this movie. I was already having a good time. The story, though, I will get back to. Why is it called Blood and Gold? I'll tell you why. This group of Nazis who just strung up and tried to murder this uh, deserter in their eyes then goes to the nearest village where they were told by uh, a Jewish family they had executed that they had left all of this uh, gold in their house when they left Germany uh, before they tried to flee the country. And it was a lot of gold. And they were simply trying to buy their freedom. Instead, they were killed for it. So these... Gross, gnarly, uh, just fucking hard-ass Nazi dudes are looking, SS soldiers are, are looking for it. Led by this uh, uh, lieutenant colonel or lieutenant um, who's got a hole in his face that's covered by like a gold mask. Like a very Bond villain-esque. I really love this kind of extra little thing that they give him. It just makes him way more villainous. And they're looking for the gold. The village is pretending we have, we have no idea what you're talking about. And they end up, Take it, the, the farm girl that saves their soldier, they ended up killing her brother, and they're trying to find wherever this gold is hidden, and you come to find out, of course, it's still around somewhere. This soldier's just like, you, you fucked with the person who helped me, you're, you're fucking with these innocent people, I'm gonna fuck back. And it becomes this very gnarly, badass action, like action sequence after action sequence. And it, the movie moves at a solid pace, it is, uh, to me, it's very well-written. I may not know German, but the performances were, I thought, were great. The, like I said, the cinematography is badass. Just the action scenes were just so visceral and just so fucking cool to watch. Just the way they, like like you were saying, some of these kills are just fun. The way, like, I'm Val and I both audibly were just, oh, freaking out. And the way some of these fights would play out and some of the decisions character make the characters make fantastic is it's it is it a world war ii movie sure that's simply the setting this is a survival movie this is way more of a western i would say and it's got just that very badass almost comedic sort of level of violence at times with these very intense characters i mean it is it it you you feel it it gives you some feels too uh i had a great time watching this movie it is available now on netflix Blood and gold. I'm giving it three and a half slices. A kick-ass, uh, just sort of heist movie, I guess. Ed, great time. I highly recommend it. Nice. You know, you know. As you're saying that, I feel like a great double feature would be this movie and uh, the movie Sisu that I reviewed a few weeks ago. Oh, oh. I want to see that so bad. They, they sound like they, yes. they go hand in hand together pretty well. They pair well. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> that would be cool. Oh, man, I'm excited. I think I gotta check that out. Uh, Oh, dude, I, I think you'd have a good time. It's it's just it's just cool. It's just a cool movie. <laughs> nice. I have a movie that tries to be cool. I have a uh, movie called The Boat, Ooh. My Father. 
My parents are inviting us to the summer place for the big 4th of July weekend. I can't leave my father. This is the first summer since we have to say goodbye to your dear mother, and you're going to leave me to burn his papas and eat the hot dogs alone. Why don't we just bring him? Nah, I don't think so. You hear this, ladies? He's worried his immigrant father's going to make him look like some kind of goomba. Listen, if we're going to do this, Dad, you got to dial it down with the, 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 with all the, 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 Welcome to White Oak. Wow, this is amazing. Hey, my little hands here. It's called love and affection, Dad. Unlike you, when you met me at the delivery room, you chose to shake my hand. What else was I supposed to do? We just met. Sebastian, I don't know how you're going to fit in. Don't these people have jobs? They got their money in the stock market, not in mayonnaise jars buried in their backyard. I just hope nothing gets stolen this weekend, because these people love to blame the immigrants. Give you the grand tour. This is Doug. He's learning to be a healer. Hello. What are you doing? Just serenading our pet peacock. I love you. These people are strange. They have birds for pets. He's like family. Peacocks are just a bunch of goddamn show-offs, if you ask me. I was nervous to bring you here, but I didn't know you were going to spend the whole time embarrassing me. <laughs> How could you say that to your father? Here we go again. Everything I'm doing for you that I've ever done for you is for your own good. Hey, Dad, check it out. I could die. I'm trying to make sure that you don't make an ass out of yourself by trying to be somebody you're not. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Sebastian, your suit. It's Versace. Do you like it? No, you moron. It's not up. I would love to make a full Italian dinner for everybody. We don't keep a lot of food here. A man of scout who always finds a way to feed his family. My father has an old Italian saying, family isn't one important thing, it's everything. I can't believe you put this all together from what we have in the kitchen. It's artichoke and poultry. Salute. Oh, no. Their pet peacock, and you thought I was crazy for worrying that you were gonna make us look like some bad Italian stamp. You know, that's right. To help me get rid of the evidence. Why does it seem like you've done this before? This is a written and stars stand-up comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. If not, I apologize. I suck at names. Um, sorry, Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, buddy. Um, so it's kind of like his dad was a first-generation immigrant. He, uh, him, and his mother came from Italy and, and moved over here uh, and his dad's played by Robert De Niro. And uh, they're kind of like, you know, they do everything for themselves. They, they, he's a hairdresser. He, he lives modestly. His, 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 uh, his wife recently died. So it's just him and his son, Sebastian. Um, and so they got, they got an interesting relationship. You know, it's like, you don't say you love each other. You don't show emotions. It's just like you're there for one another. Mm -hmm. But uh, Sebastian uh, recently uh, got a wants He wants to get engaged to his girlfriend, uh, Ellie, played by Leslie Bibb. And uh, he asked Robert De Niro if he can have his grandmother's ring because it's a family heirloom and he wants to propose using it. And the dad's like, well, I like her, but um, I kind of want to meet her family before I, I, I give you the ring because I want to make sure uh, they're going to be my in-laws. I want to make sure they're good. Oh, God. And uh, of course... The, uh, her family is like a rich preppy family 
the the dad is uh wealthy because he he has family hotels it's like one of the best hotels out there and the mother is a politician uh the uh, brothers uh, one one of the brothers is kind of like a hippie another one's like trying to take over the family business played by anders home from uh, workaholics <laughs> and it's so they're like this white collar like rich preppy family and it just so happens to be the fourth of july and uh they're at their uh summer uh like beach home and uh they're they're they want sebastian and ellie to come out and it's like uh robert de niro's character salvo kind of plays it as oh you're gonna leave me on fourth of july you're my only family and you want me to give you this ring and so essentially he invites his dad to come with him and he's a little embarrassed by his dad because his dad does things the old fashioned way. And that he thinks these people are kind of mm. like weird and out there. And, you know, the way they, they sell these characters, they are weird and over love. Uh, like they love one another overly too much and happy go lucky. And it's just kind of creepy. And so like the uh, Salvo is like kind of, he calls it out and he's, he's not afraid to just be himself. And uh, Sebastian's like, hey, dad, we're here for the weekend. Can you please just try to be a little more presentable, try to be more like them? Uh, and the dad's like, all right, sure. And he pretends to be just like him. And he does great. He, the family loves him, but he's creeping his son out because his son's not used to seeing this. And the whole thing's about like, oh, my dad's a shitty guy and this and that. And, and he's, uh, I, I'm trying to be a better man than my dad. But his dad is really a great guy. Like he's not a shitty character. I don't buy Robert Denny. He's a lovely guy. Everyone loves him. He's a fun, good guy. I don't know. It's it's. I was I was looking forward to this movie. It's a little. They 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 they. It's it's a comedy. It's it's not overboard, but you can tell they're really, really? pushing and trying to make it funny. But it's like, yeah, doesn't hit a hundred percent every time. Like there are some good jokes, but. You can tell they're trying a little much, but I will say for a stand-up comedian who, I mean, I've seen him in a few things. Like he was in a movie I reviewed a few weeks back, uh, uh, somewhere in uh, Brooklyn or whatever. The uh, somewhere in Queens, the Ray Romano movie he played Ray Romano's brother. He played the ex-boss of uh, Mario and Luigi in the Lo uh, Mario Brothers movie. So he's been in some things, but this is his first starring role, lead role, and he does a pretty good job at it. But the fact that I'm supposed to hate Robert De Niro's character. I don't, I don't buy it. He, he's a great guy. Uh, I have no issue oh, with him. Oh, it's earned. Yeah, yeah. And of course, at the end of the movie, you realize, oh, wow, I love my dad just the way he is. I shouldn't be ashamed. No shit, Sherlock. Oh. That's what we felt this whole fucking hour and 30 minute movie. And that's the thing. It's a nice, quick movie, which is <laughs> nice. Um, and it's not bad, but it's just like, oh, man, I'd, I'd rather watch this on, like, Peacock later, which is ironic because the family has peacocks, and he ends up killing the peacock and feeding it to him, and they got to they gotta bury it in the woods in the middle of the night. Jesus Christ, what is this <laughs> movie you're talking Oh, my God. And there's a scene where... we got to be honest. Until you said it was a comedy, I didn't... I was not picking up. <laughs> it was a comedy. Yeah, and, like, uh, there's a scene where they're on a yacht, and, like, uh anders character has like a water jet and he's on the water jet and he goes underwater and comes back up and his pants are down and like he his his junk is shown to his his new in-laws and like it's hilarious but all these jokes that i'm telling you right now i'm not spoiling shit because they're in the trailer and these are like their top jokes man it's this yeah Mm. it's one of those movies mm. i'm gonna give mm. about mm. my father i don't even know if it's in theaters anymore uh i'm gonna give it two slices of toast it's okay 
Film rest of the theater. Rufus, I swear to God, if after all of that you said three and a half, <laughs> I, I just I'd be so disappointed. I mean, I know that's my <laughs> style to pull a bait and switch like that, but nah, not this time. I got a movie that kind of follows the same, uh, almost the same formula. Up next, uh, movie oh starring, God. starring, and written by a comedian up, uh, that has daddy issues. Uh, I'm talking about the uh, new Burt Kreischer movie, The Machine. Seven years ago. One incredible story blew up the internet. When I was 22, I got involved with the Russian Mafia. I was a frat boy on a class trip. This is Igor. He's here for your protection. He is very dangerous. Ooh. You are not to talk to or hang out with him. All I want to do is hang out with him. I did not speak Russian. Yeah, machine. <laughs> All I knew how to say was, On the machine! It was literally the best summer of my life. We robbing this guy? This is Russia! 23 years after those events, the story continues. What is wrong with this shirt? Yo, machine. Uh, not today, brother. Not today. My dad showed up. You paid money to see my son tell his made-up story about robbing a train in Russia? Dad, for the millionth time, it's a true story. It took about two seconds before he started making me mental. Look at him. Hey, He's a monster. <gasps> Are you the machine? Ma'am, the party's outside. 23 years ago, you stole the only thing my father ever cared about. Sorry. This is some sort of TikTok prank? I'm about to lose my shit. It's definitely a prank. Clearly, that's a fake gun. <laughs> or not. You're coming with me back to Russia. Russia? If you try to run. He's, he's going down. Why are you talking all fast like you're on speed or something? Because I'm on speed. Oh. More drugs. Bert, ah. take off that shirt and show those SOBs who you really are. Now, you got to party with me. He's the motherfucking machine. Fine, I'm just going to shoot him in the leg. I killed a man. Well, technically you killed several men. Uh, I, I don't know if you know the uh, oh, comedian Kreischer, yeah. but like one yes. of his big stand-up jokes is about like when he was in high school, he took a Russian uh, Russian class for the language, didn't really speak the lesson, uh, speak it well, but his class was going on like a Russian trip, and. Uh, if he went, he could like definitely pass. The teacher was going to pass him if he went on the trip and he went on the trip and uh, they had like m uh, Russian like mobsters like watching out for them. They paid extra for security, but they're like, don't get to know him. Don't hang out with him. Don't even talk to him. And of course, Bert's like, ah, this is the guy I want to hang out. I want to party with these guys. And he parties with them. And when he's drunk, he calls himself the machine. And like he ends up uh, like running with them while he's over there. And like they're on a train and they rob the train in the middle of the night. And uh, then it cuts to years later. Uh, he, he's famous. He's a comedian. He's telling this story. And we find out like him and his dad don't get along. He thinks his dad's a shitty person. His dad's played by Mark Hamill, of course, which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and like, so like it's his daughter's birthday and he realizes he's kind of being like his dad. He's trying to be better, but he, he he's put his daughter in bad situations and she has issues with them. And uh, essentially, as this party is going on, 
this uh Russian lady who's related to another Russian mobster. Uh, her her dad was one of the people that he robbed on the train and took a family heir, family heirloom, which was like a watch that his family had for years. And she's like, I want that watch back. I want to give it back to my dad. And he's like, I don't know where that is. It was like 20, 30 years when I stole it. And it's like, well, you're coming with me. She kidnaps them and threatens to kill his daughter unless he goes and finds the watch. And his dad's like, I'm coming with you. And so it's kind of like him going around Russia, trying to remember what happened when he was a kid, how, what, what happened to it. Series of events, fighting people, accidentally killing people, becoming the machine again, bonding with his dad. I was really excited for this movie and it's good. It's not amazing, but it, but it's a fun time. And, and for a comedian, I feel like he did a pretty good job at acting. Uh, and I, I like to see more things that he does. And it's fantastic to see him Mark Hamill in a starring role again. That's not Luke Skywalker. Uh, and just oh, reminds me I, how great he is. Speaking of the cast, the star of Blood and Gold is also in this movie. No shit. <laughs> yes. That's fantastic. Robert Masser, uh, the, uh, Alexei. Oh, oh, yeah. Yep. I'm guessing one of the Russian guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the yeah. Interesting. That's funny. I just, I, I was just like, I was scrolling through the cast. And I was like, oh, shit. Hey. <laughs> literally just talked about this guy <laughs> it's, a, it's a small world you even said it earlier when you're talking hey, in the yep. Intro. yep um that's right so yeah the machine i don't know if it's in theaters anymore but if it is you're looking for a comedy you could definitely do worse i'm gonna give the machine three slices of the toast uh definitely a, a lot oh, nice. funner okay. than um than about my father and almost kind of a similar story Sounds but like a little it. more fun <laughs> um and a little more upbeat and, and charming um, I got a horror movie. Can I tell you about a horror movie? Fucking spook me. All right. Hey, I got I got a movie based upon a short story by Mr. Fucking Stephen King. I got the movie The Boogeyman. When there are scary things we don't understand, our minds try to fill in the blanks. Sometimes the best thing to do is to face it. So this light is going to be completely solid like it is right now. Then gradually, it's going to start flashing until it's totally dark. So you can see that there's nothing to be afraid of. Okay? See? That's not so scary, is it? Just you, your sister, and me. You're doing okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's all just in your head. Manifestations. What 
what is this supposed to be? It's the fate that comes for your kids when you're not paying attention. To me. Okay. I'm listening. <laughs> Sweetheart, let me handle it. This, of course, also a family drama in a way. It's about um, a family coping with the loss of uh, their mother slash wife. Um, and the dad doesn't know how to kind of talk to his kids anymore, uh, especially when it comes to talking about the mother. Um, and he tries to avoid talking about her. Um, and then one day, cause he's a psychiatrist, he works out of his house. Uh, he has someone come in, uh, the Boston strangler himself from your review a few weeks ago, uh, Ooh. Mr. David Del Smelchin. He talks about like, Hey, my, my kids who, who both died, were seeing this shadowy creature, yeah, I swear they killed them. And he's like, what is it? He's like, I don't know. It's something that comes after your kids when you're not paying attention. And like, of course, the dad, uh, the ther- therapist thinks he's crazy. Played uh, perfectly by Chris Mencina, who oh, who I love. Uh, great actor. Rocking a sweet ass beard in this movie. Uh, he <laughs> doesn't take him seriously. He thinks he's just kind of a crazy guy. And of course, when uh, this guy's in the house, he commits suicide. And guess what? The oldest daughter finds the body right after it happens. Fucks Jesus. with her. And the youngest daughter um, is afraid. She thinks there's like a, a boogeyman. And uh, she's not wrong. Uh, this boogeyman feeds on on people who are grieving and have fear and, and insecurities, which is this whole entire family. And at first, it's just like going after little girl, but then it slowly goes after the sister, the older sister. And the, 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 these uh, young actresses are given a good performance. Um, uh, the older sister is played by uh, this, this young lady who's on a uh, young lady. I sound like an old person who's on the uh, show. Yellow jackets who is fantastic on that show, but really great in this and like a younger girl who I'm like, this girl looks familiar. She kind of looks like the girl that played young Leia. I'm like, nah. And then sure enough, Girl that played young Leia, Leia in Obi One, uh, I, I, I was right about that. Both of them giving nice. fantastic performances, and it's 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 good. Like it's 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 an eerie movie. There's a lot of like decent good scares, not just jump scares. Yeah, the creature's original looking. It's not what I picture as a boogeyman. It's kind of like kind of like a giant spider type thing, and uh, and like the, the 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 lighting in this movie is fantastic. There's darkness. There's they play with like dark lights and like red lights, and it's just it's it's nicely shot, and the scares are fun. It's creepy, and it's 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 not overly long. It's like an hour and forty minutes about, and uh, based is to stretch out a short story. It's it's really cool. It's like sometimes that doesn't work very well, but. In this case, it worked pretty well. I'm going to give The Boogeyman, uh, currently in theaters, I'm going to give it three slices of toast. Um, nice, wor- nice. Wor- Worth checking out. If you like horror movies, definitely do that. But, hey, horror movies, comedy is not your thing. What about live-action remakes of classic Disney movies oh. that nobody's asking for? If that's what you're hey. looking for, <laughs> I got The Little Mermaid.
off world. A man was drowning. I had to save him. This obsession with humans has to stop. I just want to know more about them. Ariel, don't! Poor child. I can help you. You can't live in that world unless you become a human yourself. Is that even possible? That's <laughs> what I live for. about you seems different. I can't quite figure it out. She got legs, you idiot. my favorite disney movies like i don't know i like oh yeah little it's mermaid. a classic yeah you got your classic yeah you got uh a, a young mermaid a young teenage mermaid who wants to know what it's like above the uh above the sea and what the humans are like and then she saves the human and falls in love with them but she can't go out there and see him because she's a fucking mermaid and her dad forbids it but her now ursula's her aunt is like hey Man, I'll fucking, I'll give you fucking legs and fucking let you go live on land so you can find love. But you're going to give me your voice. And so she's like, bet, I'll do that. And then she's trying to find the prince who, spoiler, she fucking saves a prince's life. And uh, the prince (laughs) is looking for her, but he doesn't know it's her. And she can't talk, but they bond and they fall in love. But she has to get kissed by him. Loves, loves kiss like they do. And it's kind of creepy because yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, nobody so it's knows. Following that. pretty close. So yeah, just yeah, it's just yeah. the same. So it's you, the same story. It's, it's the exactly the. It's the Little Mermaid. Yeah. Um, and you know, it has like some new songs. It has some old songs. Uh, as it has a pretty good cast. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you my big thing here. I'm like, when I, whenever I saw like the promo and the teasers and posters and whatnot, I'm like the actress Halle Bailey who plays Ariel. She was like a, mm-hmm. a mole. And I don't know why moles, uh, I always just get, I'm like fucking Austin Powers. That's all I can stare at and fixate on. And I'm like, oh, oh man, I gotta, I gotta see a two hour and 20 minute movie and I'm going to be fixated on a mole. But I kind of forgot about that after a while. And that's uh, good. Yeah, and in in the cast is good. You got Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. You got Har- uh, Javier Bardem yeah. as King Triton. Uh, you got David Diggs, David Diggs as Sebastian. Jacob Tremblay as Flounder. My my girl Aquafina as Scuttle. Um, <laughs> awesome. You got you got a lot of cool cool people. You got some music by Lin Manuel Miranda. Uh, and it's uh, directed by Rob Marshall. I, I believe he was the one that did about uh, the the Pirates, the Caribbeans, uh, Into the okay, Woods, okay. Mary Poppins. So he, he he fucks around with Disney a lot. 
Uh-huh. And it, it, it's uh, I have mixed feelings, and I'll, I'm gonna be honest with you. I was taken uh, out of the movie. We were talking off off offline earlier. And there were some assholes talking uh, in the theater near yeah, me, and they want to shut up even after you ask them to shut up, and you get people to come in and talk to them, and they still keep talking. So that kind of took me out of it. But from what I could see, I was in it. Like it was just hard to pay attention. I will say yeah. it's kind of weird because like the people like when they're under the water, of course they're not underwater, but like maybe they are. I don't know. But like it looks a little CG and like the way it's animated is a little. Eh. And like the founder sure. looks a little creepy. Sebastian's a little weird looking because like, I don't know. It's just I'm so used to the hand drawn look. It takes me out a little bit, but I still had a good time. I enjoyed the music. I enjoyed the 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 run, but it's like you're basing this off like a fucking ninety minute, maybe eighty minute Disney animated movie, and making it two hours and fifteen minutes. You don't Jesus. need to make it that long and spectacular. You could just make it short and simple. Uh, but overall, it's a, it's it's a fun time. If you if you like family movies, you get kids. This is your movie to go see. You're sick of seeing the Super Mario Brothers movies? Go check this out. Um, I think it could be really good in three D. I'm gonna give the Little okay. Mermaid. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it three slices of toast. It's it's a good time. Oh, well, all right, nice, nice. Yeah, but all right. So if you don't like comedy, you don't like horror, you don't like family uh, action. What about just some action, some intensity, some, some action action? Yeah, I'm talking fast X, baby. Let's start back at the beginning, shall we? Los Angeles, 2001. Humble roots, local kids, street racers who became hijackers. Graduated to high-speed smuggling. Mobile jailbreaks. Train robbers. If it could be done in a car, they did it. If it violates the laws of God and gravity, they did it twice. But the days where one man behind the wheel of a car can make a difference are over. It's time to prepare for what's coming. You might want to buckle up. wonderful family. I am filled with so much pride. The great Dom Toretto. If you never would have gotten behind that wheel, I'd never be the man I am today. And now, I am the man who's going to break your family. Piece by piece. What's up? Uncle Jacob? Your dad sent me. Get out of this one. Dami, I knew you would come for me. I'm Dante. I'm Shante. So how about we all just start shooting each other? That's what I came here for. Time to end this. Let's dig some graves. Trusted. Are you in on my Christmas list either? 
Galvary's here. It's showtime. Cue Tiny Tash. Tiny Tash? <laughs> no, 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 we never agreed on that. Cheers. We need weapons and cars. Cannon cars. That was awesome! You like surprises? I adore them. How much time do we have? About four minutes. It'll have to do. I'd stay down if I was you. You'll need to hit me harder for that. magic they say when you're facing death your life flashes before your eyes are they right yeah, this is the finish line i'm not afraid So uh, this this ties all the movies together, but of course it brings back it ties like I want to say like to the seventh film. Eh, there's so many of these; it's hard to tell. But with the one, they 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 end up killing someone in a in a previous movie, and now the son of that person is seeking revenge on everyone associated oh, with the boy. death of his dad. And that son's played by Jason Momoa, Mister Aquaman himself. And I tell you. He is fan fucking tastic, and I'm not being sarcastic. He is like in his own fucking movie. This guy is like a cartoon character. He's flamboyant. He's over the top. He's having a great fucking time being a sadistic son of a bitch, just owning it. I loved every second Jason Momoa was on screen. He was Ooh. one of the best villains I've seen in some time, man. Ah, oh, fantastic! And Badass. like his character is supposed to be like. Like in the last couple of movies, Charlize Theron, it was our villain. And even she's like, I met the devil tonight because he came in <laughs> and essentially almost killed her. She he, he kidnapped her man and, made, and forced them to work for him. Uh, so eventually he uh, he sets up the gang like our gang normally goes on missions and stuff. And uh, this time they're on a mission in Rome. They also went to Italy like me, but they went to Rome. <laughs> I, I went to Venice and Florence. Uh, so like they're supposed to go and like get this giant, huge bomb and, 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 and get it away from the bad guys. 
and give it back to the government. But it turns out Jason Momoa is behind it, and they're being framed as terrorists because this bomb goes off and pretty much destroys Rome. And now Dom and the gang are on the lam, and they get they get separated. And uh, it's it's crazy. You got you got <laughs> Dom is pretty much on his own. Uh, uh, John Cena, who was the villain in the last movie, is now a good guy, of course, because he's family. He's the brother of Dom Toretto. Um, and he, he, he's with Dom's kid, protecting Dom's kid, Brian Jr., little B. Um, and uh, Luda and those guys are off on their own, doing their own thing. And uh, it's 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 a fun movie. And what I love about this, they they literally make fun of it and call out the flaws from the movie. Like they 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 bring up the fact that all the all the bad guys in the previous movies become good guys essentially and join the family. They make fun of family and this and that. And it's just it's it's a fun time, dude. It's it, I don't know th- these fast movies. Okay. They could make them till the end of time, and I would love every second of it. Like, there's things that shouldn't be possible that happen. That two hours and twenty one minutes of pure gold here, and I want to <laughs> see more Momoa. And uh, and 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 as we were as we talked in the previous episode, Hobbs is back, but he's he's back at at a, a post credit scene. But we find out that Hobbs, that's that's a uh, fucking Dwayne Johnson. He's getting his own movie that takes place in between this movie and the next fast movie, and it's going to be him squaring off against Momoa. And I'm so fucking in for it, man. I'm ecstatic. <laughs> fast X, fucking four slices right there, baby. Go check it out. It's worthwhile. I saw it on IMAX screens, and boy, it was it was sexy. Oh, oh, and and there's there's some cameos uh, in this movie, like. Um, my boy, uh, my boy. No, I don't really care about him that much. To say my boy, uh, Pete Davidson has a great cameo in this in this movie. Um, <laughs> wow, Pete Davidson. Sorry, he just retracted. <laughs> He's not your boy anymore. No, uh, no, no. He's out. He's out. Someone else is in. Um, I gotta watch a show with Joe Pesci. I still haven't seen it yet. Um, but no. Uh, and then like characters who you think might be dead are back. No. Uh, I say this like you know these movies, you don't. But it's I was say, so fucking far. I haven't seen past like the third one, so I. And you gotta, you're you gonna could tell me they blew up her. Mars, and I would believe you. So hey, I, I mean, blew they up Mars. They flew a car in, in, so in, in space, so it, it's possible. <laughs> yeah, right. Anything is possible in this beautiful franchise. I, um, I did, I did like that clip of what? What is it? How did this get made? They posted on their Reddit or Instagram account the other day of they're watching oh, yeah. the last one. And then, yeah, then Rabbi was like, wait, what, what is this? What am I seeing right now? And then Paul, Paul Shears explained to him how, oh, no, they're in space. Oh, well, of course, sure they are. <laughs> he's just like yeah. in such utter disbelief at what he's watching. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that was and, so and, fucking and, uh, funny. To, to shout out how did this get made, they have uh, Seth uh, Rogen and Evan Goldberg on uh, reviewing uh, Fast X, and it's a fantastic episode. Oh. You should definitely go and check out How Did This Get Made's episode on Fast X. It's fantastic. They spend so much time ranting and raving about how fantastic this film is. Uh, check it nice. out. Listen to it. Um, you got something that well, I wanted to watch, but I said I, I, I just didn't have time. Okay. So maybe you don't want to watch a comedy or an action movie or a family film or uh, anything else we've spoken out <laughs> uh, before <laughs> so far tonight. What, what about some snacks? 
I like snacks. Ooh. You like snacks, Adam? Yeah, I'm a fat piece of shit. I like snacks. Oh, God. Jesus. Well, <laughs> one of the most popular snacks in the United States uh, came out of Southern California, right or not too far away from where I am. Uh, it's, a, it's a little Frito-Lay treat called uh, Flamin' Hot Cheetos. And my next uh, review is all about that story of that delicious snack, Flamin' Hot. We all write our own stories. Where is Richard? I'd like to speak to him. I'm here. This time, that's me, the Mero Mero, Mr. Richard Montañez. I'm the guy who helped bring the world the most popular snack it's ever seen. Are you ready? I will. I've been ready. All right, all right. It was a little bit more like this. Spicy? Yeah, see, that's how I got here. Dear God, please forgive me for the gang, the drugs, the stolen cars. What the heck, man? Let's move it. Hey, he's praying, pendejo. Go ahead, baby. The guy started at the very bottom. I know I don't look it, but I got a PhD. Hmm. I'm poor, hungry, and determined, sir. Okay, I can see you're gonna be a weird one. What's happening? Layoffs, son. Lots of them. Frito-Lay isn't getting enough orders to keep the factory open. Who eats Cool Ranch anyway? That lady. Ow, 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 ow. What is it? It burns. Should we stop eating it? No, I like it. It burns good. I had been searching for an answer. And there it was. They had been there the entire time. I got an idea. It's a spicy chip. It's going to change everything. It will save our factory. And you're a janitor. Okay, no, no, don't hang on. Figure out the next step. See, the Hispanic market will not be ignored. The Hispanic market will not be ignored. Good, but in your voice. You got the fire inside. Why are we wasting time on this janitor's crazy idea? Guys like you and me, we don't get shots like this. You see that guy right there? I see a chingon, a montañez. Yo soy montañez. Soy montañez. Get out there and be great. We want to know that we matter to you. If we knew that there was a product out there for us, we'd say, take all our money, cabrones. I got a little hood there at the end, but... Burns burns good or burns bad? bad. It burns good. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. That's, that's right. This just uh, dropped on Hulu last week, and it, it is telling the story of uh, Richard Montanez, who is a started off as this hardworking dude just trying to provide for his family, gets a job at a Frito-Lay factory as a janitor with uh, it from... For him, he, he didn't have any high school diploma. He had kind of a rough start and had to straighten himself out before he threw his life away. And this was his chance. And he's, he's just, is just a guy trying to work hard, taking as much knowledge as he can to just be the best employee that he can. And he wants to be better than he, he thinks people view him as. Uh, it's, it's a really, it's the setup for this is really interesting. We get the voiceover from our, our, our main character, uh, Richard Montanez, is, he's having this, he's this big, fancy, like, business dinner, and he's, like, telling you about how, how I got up to this point, right? And we, we go back to his childhood, and we see this build up, up to when he gets to his, his job, and what circumstance he's in to finally drive him to, to this point. And come to find out that it's, like, it being the late 80s, or mid-80s, I guess, it's, like, the beginning of what they were calling the snack wars. And all the major food manufacturers are now just 
belting out all sorts of shit on the shelves. I mean, Frito-Lay them, themselves can t- can fill like half an aisle with just all of their product offerings. And they're still struggling against a lot of the other companies. So this is a Frito-Lay PepsiCo or all the same company. And no. their, their Frito-Lay division is starting to flounder. They're really starting to bleed and they need to start cutting costs. They're shutting down factories. And the factory that Richard is working at is, is come under threat. He's, uh, he's, he's thinking we, we got to do something. And he sees this, this video uh, from the CEO, like this corporate video that they play at lunchtime. No one's watching it but him. And it's, it's this kind of funny moment where so the CEO is played by uh, Tony Shalhoub. And Tony Shalhoub, and as he's like looking into the camera doing this really shitty corporate VHS tape, he's like, hey, you, Richard, you with the mop. And he's like talking directly to him. And he has this, we have this little fantasy <laughs> sequence where he's like, he's motivating him directly. And it's this cool, like, all right, I'm going to do this. And he has this, uh, later on, he has this moment of realization. I, I want to see uh, Latino culture represented in the snack foods that are in, in stores. Like, you're not really making anything that's kind of targeting this group. So he starts coming, he and his wife and kids start coming up with the uh, a new seasoning, a new flavoring, which is ends up becoming the founding of, or the beginnings of Flamin' Hot flavor, specifically Flamin' Hot Cheetos. And he's doing all this experimentation. He finally gets him in the hands of the owner of the company. Uh, and they're like, let's do it. Let's put it into production. But sales are not moving. Not like they're not coming off the shelves. And it becomes the, about like, well, what do we do with this? Like, are you kidding me? It, we thought for sure this was going to work. And there is no advertising being done for this product. And he's just like, fuck, they're trying to shut me out. They're, they're trying to, it's like they, they took a little risk. They, oh, the CEO of the company guy was interested. So everyone else kind of went along with it. So now they have to think of a way to really get this in front of other people. And it's, it's, it's where we get into our third act. And it, it, without spoiling it, because I mean, let's be honest, we all fucking know what Flaming Hot Cheetos are. It, it was, it was, uh, what, what it was they? a really nice story. <laughs> it, uh, it was a really nice story, though. I had a really nice time. It, it is a very pleasant ride. Like, we're, we're, we're not afraid to look at some dark things. We're not making it a dark movie, though. This is kind of like an uplifting, motivational sort of movie. Uh, Eva Longoria, her directorial mm-hmm. debut was on this movie, did a yeah. great job. I, I love the tone of this. The pacing was great. The casting was fantastic. Uh, uh, Jesse Garcia, who plays Richard, he does a great job carrying this movie. And Annie Gonzalez, who plays his wife, she is, she is fantastic, too. Uh, Dennis Haysbert, the president himself, is, uh, is one of the factory workers. Uh, Emilio Riviera uh, plays his father. And although he's only in a couple scenes, I think he always he has that same great and like almost stoic intensity. Just that sort of smoldering look he can always give. Uh, but who steals the show is, is I think, oh, is the wait, kid who let plays. Me guess, let me guess. I, 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 oh, no, you're going to say kid. I, I was going to say Matt Walsh, but who, who plays? Oh, Matt, Matt Walsh is funny, too. He's got he's got a, he's got a few funny bits, but what's funny is he's actually playing it pretty straight. He's kind of a dick. He's he's oh, running the floor. Wow. He's got a lot of pressure in his back. He's well. He he grows to eventually support Richard. It's it's he's quite resistant for some time. Um, but no, the one who really steals the show, who I think we're going to see a lot of uh, very 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 soon, is uh, Bryce Gonzalez, who plays uh, Richard's son. Cute little fucker. My God, this kid is so funny. And his line delivery is fantastic for this little boy. I cannot believe what he's like, just what performance they're getting out of this kid. And I went to look at this is only one of two things he's been in. He's going to be in the Paw Patrol movie, and that's it. Oh, uh, yes. 
so, so so cute and fantastic, very talented. But really, everyone gave a great performance. It's it's a heartwarming, uplifting movie. Very pleasant time. Uh, I think it's a great one to watch with your families. Uh, it's just a, it's just a pleasant watch. I I, I thought it's like okay, how good is could this possibly be? Well, pretty damn good. Um, I'm gonna give Flame and Hot available now on Hulu. Three slices of toast. It's uh, it's a little cute. It. I hate to say it, I almost got a little bit of a ABC Family Movie of the Month flair, but well beyond, like way better than that. It's ju- it just kind of nerfing a few subjects in order to make it much more palatable. Keep it a, a, a very light PG thirteen. It's not even on the heavy end of a PG thirteen. Um, huh. One thing that's funny though, uh, although you get the little you know post movie blurb about like the real Richard Montanez. Uh, they, he retired after 42 years with Frito-Lay. Um, funny enough, for those of you who do know the true story, this isn't true. <laughs> they a little, little funny factoid. So this whole thing is supposed to be about the quote unquote, uh, the guy who discovered, who discovered or who created the flame and hot flavor. Didn't do that at all. He did work in the factory floor of the Frito-Lay factory and got all the way up to like, director of marketing or something fucking crazy i mean like way the he climbed Mm. way up the ladder but he actually had nothing to do mccormick the spice company they actually invented the the flavor but the story has been perpetuated for like 20 years like frito-lay was fine with just like we'll just let people think that and it wasn't until 2019 when there's an la times uh an la times article is written about how the the flavor was actually invented that he never held the title of janitor that you know like um and uh, even longoria just went into production like they just started making this movie so instead of wow. scrapping the movie they just said fuck it we're just gonna finish it we're, we're gonna make the movie and release it and it's just gonna be a good story and you know what i agree this is still just they're just telling a good story regardless of whether or not how much of this is true you can tell me 0% of it was true. I still would not regret watching this. It was just very well done. Very ple- it was just a very good time. It was a very good time. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I highly recommend you check it out. Even if you find the, the myth mildly interesting, it's, it's still neat to see all this cast. To see these people just show up to work, man, they did a great job. Hmm. That's good. That's fantastic to hear, man. Fucking, that's how it should be. Watch yeah. a good movie. Give it a good review. Enjoying it. I Hell think yeah. there's something we can tag team here. Oh, please. yes, there is, sir. Been waiting for this one for a while. Hell yeah. Uh, uh. You did, okay. you, not everybody knows I have exactly one tattoo on my body, on my right it's shoulder. Of a, uh, of a hyena dancing on the gravestone of a clown pissing on uh off a cliff the clown is dead pissing off it's a very elaborate the, it is specifically the hyena from the lion king the the john so leguizamo hyena is john no isn't it rowan isn't atkinson it john Marin, and uh whoopee that's rowan atkinson I, I, oh wow yeah so it's the rowan atkinson one it's not cheap okay or whoopee okay. you know the bug eyes so, popping out that makes sense no this is not the tattoo at all folks I thought it was Spider-Man. Damn. Okay, this is all a segue into... I am super fucking pumped for the second chapter of the Spider-Verse films, and we both got to see this one. So, my mistake made it sound like we watched it together. We just happened to watch the same movie. That's all. 
And that movie, my friends, is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. My name is Miles Morales. I'm Brooklyn's one and only Spider-Man. And things are going great. Oh, yeah. You were supposed to be here. Fine. All right, whatever. Whatever? Wow. Whatever? So are you like a cow or a Dalmatian? I am the spot. <laughs> it's not funny. Don't, don't do that. Miles' grades are pretty good. A in AP Physics. That's my little man. And a B in Spanish. What? Ooh, okay. Miles. Are you trying Mira, to kill me? Mira, that's what I gotta go. All right, bye. He's lying to you. And I think you know it. What's up, danger? Miles! Wanna get out of here? Oh! When? So wait a minute. There's an elite crew with all the best spider people in it? Right. Who's the new guy? This is unbelievable. This is the lobby. Miguel O'Hara. The whole thing was his idea. What's a guy gotta do to join this spider team? You can never be part of this. Don't even get me started on Doctor Strange and the little nerd back on Earth 199999. Come on, go easy on the kid. He had a terrible teacher. Peter! Miles! Mayday! You have a baby? I have a baby. I'll take it from here. Miles, being Spider-Man is a sacrifice. You have a choice between saving one person and saving every world. Send me home. I can't do that. I can do both! Spider-Man always. Not always. What about Uncle Ben? If not for Uncle Ben, most of us wouldn't be here. Can't stop me now! You can't run forever, kid! I can't lose one more friend. Miguel's isn't what we talked about! You knew? You had no idea what you're doing! Everyone keeps telling me how my story is supposed to go. Nah, I'm gonna do my own thing. All stations, stop Spider-Man. You, you want me? And then I looked at my uncle and... Uh, let me guess. He died? Yeah. All right, Dennis. You, you want to give the rundown of uh, the pitch here, or yeah, yeah. Let's let's, let's give him a taste because I want to dive into it, the, the, our nitty gritties. Uh, we're we're picking up uh, about a year after the last film. Um, Gwen is back in her universe. Uh, Miles is still he's doing his Spider Man thing. He is now known as he is the Spider Man. Like there is there is yeah. no Spider Man this or that. No, this is Spider Man. He is Spider Man. Um, and he's done a lot. He's, yes. he's even hosted Jeopardy. He's, we, we've grown. We've, we've, we've established our presence. We've become recognized. We are the savior of New York, essentially. And uh, Gwen was kind of trying to do that same thing in her world. But they're both, they're both kind of been missing each other. There's been this longing. They, they had such a strong connection in mm -hmm. such a short period of time together. Right. Of course. Wouldn't you always wonder, you know, what, you know, what it would be like if I could still be with them? And we're kind of we're kind of seeing a piece of that, except uh, some other weird shit starting to happen. We're just noticing like mm -hmm. there's some lingering. Uh, there might have been some lingering effects from the collision of all the different these different dimensions from the uh, events of the first after the events of the first film. Turns out one of the scientists got a little uh, too close to the project and he got sucked into another dimension himself. 
and it ravaged his body as from being exposed to all of this shit. And he becomes a whole new supervillain that is actually like a really old deep cut, like comedic uh, villain of the week uh, called the spot. Uh, funny enough, I actually uh, I looked up the first panel he ever appeared in, and Spider-Man literally laughs at his face. Like, he says his name, and Spider-Man can't stop laughing. He's like, three, now, like three it frames. Or is it uh, Peter? No, it's Peter. This is back in the 70s, I'm okay. pretty sure. Maybe late 70s, okay. early 80s. So this is a, this is a pretty, fairly deep cut for, for a villain. But his abilities are terrifying. So his, he can um, control, he gains control of these black spots all over his body. He has no facial structure, anything left anymore. He's just like this humanoid blob that uh, he can control these spots. He can pull them off his body and throw them. And they become like teleportation uh, vessels, like each, like a black hole, like a wormhole sort of situation. But they can also go to entirely different dimensions. And we're getting villains and shit coming out of all crazy places. He's going wherever the fuck he wants. He's figuring out how to navigate all these worlds himself. That's one of the things that becomes terrifying. And he's starting to do some damage. He's he's improving his his abilities and his powers while the the threads of the universe are starting to uh, unravel a little bit because in order for all of our uh, spider people to exist, they need to kind of follow a certain set uh certain set of rules more or less an unknown uh, unacknowledged set of rules until we meet a whole new set of spider people where we mm-hmm. speak the spider squad as i think is what we call them in one scene not even not even spider people spider things because there's animals and whatnot oh all over the place yeah ice cream bars um we we get to meet one of the this is another deep cut, but fan favorite, hardcore fan favorite from the comic book community. We finally get to see Miguel O'Hara on camera or on, on screen. This is uh, from Spider-Man 2099. This is some vampiric fucking gnarly shit. If you're not familiar with this Spider-Man, he's very different from the rest, but as very tragic background, like the rest. Um, come to find out if you don't, if each of these spider people don't follow their like set events that they're supposed to follow, you kind of start unraveling your dimension and things start to collide and bad shit happens. So that is the mm-hmm. focus of this film is we need to get shit back on track. Miles wants to write the path his way. He wants to not have the people close to him die. He's already lost his uncle. Sure. And now he's afraid of uh, other people, his family, other loved ones may be hurt soon too. And he's not going to let that happen. And Miguel's kind of just mm-hmm. like, hey dude, but for everything to work right, you kind of need to let it happen. So it's it's a struggle. It's it's interesting that conundrum. Could we ever have uh, Peter Parker become Spider Man if he didn't lose his uncle Ben? That's a that question has been posed in other comics and uh, almost looked at in the past movies in some ways. Uh, with uh, sure. the last Spider Man Doctor Strange entry, we kind of dabbled in the toyed around with that. What would what would happen? Um, this movie full on addresses all of that shit, and it, it's a fun trip. I it is yeah. just as gorgeous as the first one. I will say Vis- the visuals are stunning, and I like that they pushed it even further, giving each character a more solid flavor. Each Spider-Man is like mm. they're even animated in their own manner. That doesn't. I like that when you can see the pieces. Like when something is out of place in one world, out of one dimension into another, they kind of did that in the first one. But they really fucking, they really did it uh, in this one. Fucking Spider-Punk, holy shit. 
I love that. Oh, Daniel Kaluuya is always awesome. I love that guy. And mm-hmm. this and one of my favorites, dude. Hobbies, fucking great. I am excited oh, yeah. to see more of that yeah. guy. And then just the rest of the cast is just really wonderful. Uh, Karen Sony mm-hmm. being the uh, Spider-Man India uh, uh, Pavati or Paviti. Um, uh-huh, yeah, and of course, too. you get Jake Johnson as uh, Peter B. Parker comes back. Oh, and I always love Jake Johnson. Yep. Haley Steinfeld, Steinfeld Brian Tyree Henry. You get, I just, mm-hmm. uh, Jason Schwartzman well, is the spot. Like, dude, there's oh, so, this cast list is wonderful. Andy Samberg's uh, Ben uh, Riley uh, moments uh, are so goddamn funny. Uh huh. I'd watch a whole movie of him. I'm standing here. Fantastic. Oh, <laughs> funny. He. he the voice that he uses is the same voice he uses on his cartoon uh, Digman. It's almost the same exact voice. Oh, that's it's funny. Perfect. <laughs> that's work. great. But it works. And it like, works. yeah, the, the rest, the rest of the Lonely Islands. There, uh, Jack Quaid, uh, Rachel Dratch, fucking eh, like anybody who's like anybody, pretty much is in these movies. And like, I don't know. I feel like I liked the simplicity of just having like eight Spider Men. I feel like they overly did it. I mean, I get the point, but I don't know. I felt like a little too much, a little overkill, but I don't know. That's just me. I, 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 can, I, I hear that. I hear that. It's because, you know, it's, uh, for me, I, I was, I was in the whole, the whole ride and I like what we're addressing the, the family issues that they're, they're, yeah. they're facing and these decisions that miles are having to make. I loved what they're having his character go through. What 100%. is interesting for me though, is like, the impact of seeing the first one was so strong to see an animated feature done in this kind of style. And yeah. then just, it feels like you're watching these, these filmmakers just run and go into something unafraid. Like we are just going to embrace the style as hard as we can and we're just, and be totally ashamed of it. And I loved it. It resonated. It, it totally, yeah. I mean, fuck I, you and you and I actually did see the first one in theaters together and uh-huh. that was so fucking good. What, is, what oh, yeah. I found interesting is when I was leaving the theater after this one, and it was, of course, it's like, it leaves you wanting more. And I'm kind of like, oh, I kind of oh, don't yeah. like my, without spoiling the end, I I liked the first one was a complete story. Yes, we opened it up for yes. a sequel, but we closed the story. Uh-huh. I felt a no, little cheated at the end. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yep. and then uh, to go back to uh, what I was saying before, the first one was so impactful and powerful because I feel like we hadn't seen anything like that in so long. And that was so like, mm-hmm. that was a very refreshing flavor to have on screen. This one, that, that, that didn't happen because we've seen the first one. So it's like, yeah, that it didn't quite punch as hard. Now I'm not, not to, not to knock it any though. I still, I still love this no, movie. No, it's a fine movie. Yeah, it's, but good. it's like, it, you, it was noticeable. There was this noticeable mm-hmm. feeling of like, oh, okay, I, I want to see the rest of the movie now. I kind of feel like you cut a movie in and half, even though it was a solid. I mean, two hours, fifteen minutes. That that is a oh, oh, oh yeah, that is a two nice length movie. I think. Yeah, but yeah, like the th- I was listening to a podcast with Lord and Miller, the producers and the writers uh, yesterday, and they're like, yeah, no, we we had to make it like a two parter, but uh, we wanted to, they're they're completely. It's a complete full movie, and I'm like, that's so much bullshit. I mean, going in, I knew it was a two-parter. I think you did. Yes. But, like, my brother stopped by himself, and he's like, I didn't know it was a two-parter. And people in my theater, they were, like, freaking out. like, what? It's like, it's just kind of kind of pulling the rug out from a lot of people. And it's yeah. Like, I feel like we're, it's like we're because, finally getting to the third act. 
that's what I want. Yeah, that's and the thing. And then like, you stopped the movie. The first, I dug the first act. Second act, I thought was a little weak. Third act was fantastic. And then it's like, over. Yes. Yeah. I, that, and that was, that's kind of my, that was my issue with it, too. It's like, uh, I, I get. And what's funny is, like, going back, I can't. I don't even want to lose anything. It all that's that's the impressive part of it. It's like everything still works really well. I loved that fucking chase up into space. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Like you, you just had these really cool moments that like I was in it. I w- I'm, I'm there. I wouldn't want to mess with anything. I wouldn't want to take anything yeah. out. But it still feels like I just wish the whole story was complete in here. Mm-hmm. And I love how they like uh, like tied it in with all the other Spider-Man movies. Even yes, them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it just just ridiculous that was a fun cameo too like i if i was to try to think of how would i make a venom cameo work in this movie that is not how i would have thought of doing and just just seeing the the fucking animation with that colliding with that style of filmmaking visually uh just beautiful you're not reacting at all are you you are acting like you see this sort of thing all the time (laughs) <laughs> fucking, that was great like, yeah yeah I, I, I see venom eating fucking people in my store all the time sure <laughs> yeah. and like yeah i mean yeah and i and i love that uh the the live action prowler uh, cameo uh, the following up from our, our uh no way home oh yes uh, or no homecoming i'm like oh that's nice to see that character became that so it's like all right so miles does exist eventually in this this universe in the mcu oh right nice um yeah i overall fantastic and i love the one thing that i love it's not a full but i will say they opened and closed on a bookend which i loved her and the band quitting the band her making her own new band aka and I was oh like, yeah I miss, I miss her i missed our characters from the first movie i'm like where the fuck is spider-man noir where's spider-ham oh, where's yeah all these characters i like i can't get that cameo i love that out of all the lines like and then they they Pulled probably one of the best quotes out of the first one from John uh-huh. Mulaney. And it, that was such yeah. a good moment. And it's like, it still mm-hmm. rings true. And it's still so, it was still very powerful in that moment. And it doesn't feel like a joke. And it's still, it's Spider Ham no. telling it to you. And I, I we yeah. did get a quick second towards the end. There was a quick shot. No, no, of, we do. Yeah, 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 we do. They have bringing oh, yeah, back together. Back. Yeah, but yeah we, of course. I, I do loved, you know, I don't think we heard. Did we even hear Nicolas Cage? We might have. It might yeah, have had a sound, but he didn't like speak dialogue, right? Like, and that's the thing. There's there's so many Easter eggs in this movie and jokes that you you can easily miss. Oh, I don't Jesus. know why one one of my favorite things in this was like he's swinging past like a billboard and it's just a, just says like cola generic brand. Yeah, I, I and it's like okay, cool. I like that too. And like one of my favorite like uh, Easter eggs in the first movie was like uh, when he's in like um, Times Square, he swings past like a. Um, clone high uh sign or something and now clone high is back on hbo max with a new series i'm like oh that's kind of funny timing Ooh. and uh i don't know i just it's just so fun it's it's a good time and like and then to see like he trusts like his old mentor and his old best friend slash crush and then to yeah. see them kind of turn their back on him but not it's just like quite the level of motion and then seeing uh his spider-man talking with his dad and, and being able to be free and open and, and loving with his dad, but not fully show his dad who he is. Right. And like then see his dad kind of learning from him. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. Do I think this, 
like the first one by far one of my favorite spider-man movies do i think this is gonna win an oscar like that one no no it doesn't have to it's just a fun time yeah and if you're if you're a comic book fan you should definitely check this out if you're a fan of spider-man yeah yeah it's like if if you enjoy the first one at all this is still very much worth watching. It's not just more of the first thing. You are, you are getting mm-hmm. a lot more than you did in the first movie. Oh, like, yeah. It's like, yeah, the, the, the grievances are very slight. I remember walking out just thinking, okay, why don't I want this to be four slices? Like, that was the only thing. It's like, uh-huh. there's, there's just something nagging at me. It's like, ugh. The first one, yes, easily four slicer. Um, sure. But, uh, I, I don't know. Are you, are you there yet? Or do you think we're ready to... To shout some toast? I, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I think uh, for me, it's probably like three slices, I think. Three slices, okay. Uh, yeah. I, I'm going to go three and a half. Five? I'm going to go three and a half, yeah. I still, it's it's like the, my, my issues with it were, were only slight, but it's like, what is it? We're getting the next one six, nine months from now? It's not even a full year. I think in March. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's going to, the next one's coming up pretty quick. So that I am, I am appreciative. They didn't make us wait like fucking four years, mm-hmm. like the last one. So yeah. Yeah. That would be a little, that would have sucked. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited for the next chapter, next and final chapter until we start seeing Miles oh. cameo and other things now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which hopefully we get that. Oh yeah. Um, you know it. You know what yeah, happened. So- so I'm uh, I'm gonna also talk about something that uh is based in con- cartoons and comic books and nostalgia and uh, animation. I don't know. I'm just saying words <laughs> now, aren't I? Uh, I'm gonna talk about the uh, the new movie Transformers. For centuries, our kind has stayed hidden on Earth, but darkness has found us again. Prime. This is about the fate of all living things. Unicron is coming. I thought we were boys. You want it? Come and get it. You brought a human here. I'm nobody. I ain't even seen nothing. I'm not even seeing anything right now. Thank you, Hulk and you have a the aim. Stop. This is not our war. Optimus, we must trust each other to protect the home we all share. How big can this guy be? Uh, he eats planets, so like way bigger than a planet. In the end, everything you cared for will be consumed. Maybe there's another way to save our home. You've never faced anything like this. Let them come.
Yo, Noah. Take the wheel. A.K.A. the sequel to Bumblebee. A.K.A. the prequel to Transformers. A.K.A. the Beast Wars movie. A.K.A. It's Transformer. We got a Transformer here. This is Transformer. Oh, this is Transformer. I found Transformer. Uh, you burger, Transformer. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's a truck at all. I think we just found a transformer. I think my favorite part of that movie is T.J. Miller, and then they kill him off. I was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't even, I, I didn't even see the last one. Oh God, yeah. The one, I don't even know. I think they fought Nazis in the last one. Fucking right. oh God. Harrison but, Ford uh, showed up. Fucking, I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, this, uh, this takes place in the nineties, a few years after Bumblebee and, uh, essentially back in the day, <laughs> there was this like key that could help you travel through time and space. And the, uh, the Maximals are animal versions of the Transformers yeah. or the guardians and protectors of it. And, uh, this Galactus type of Transformer is after it and they flee and go to earth and hide it and separate it. And all oh these millions or thousands of years later, our uh, main characters discover it. Uh, so we start off. There's this guy in New York. He, uh, he he's kind of like a father figure to his young sick brother. His mother's a nurse, so she's never kind of around. And uh, he's a good, honest guy. A little flaky. Doesn't work in teams very well. Uh, hard, hard, trying to get a job, trying to do things on the up and up, but it just isn't working for him. So he decides to uh, join another shady guy from the neighborhood and uh, steals a car from a parking lot. Turns out this car is not just any car. This car is a Transformer. Transformer. It's the Transformer known as Mirage, voiced by Pete Davidson. Oh. Um, not my man, Pete Davidson. Just the guy, just, Pete Davidson. Just the guy. And uh, honestly, uh, this this character is not in any of the other films. Well, live action films, that is. And uh, Pete Davidson brings him to life, and he's fantastic. Like, he's just a fun, uh, fun guy. Like, him and uh, he, he he's like a bro with our main character, uh, who our main character is Ghost Rider, not Nick Cage. Ghost Rider from Agents of Shield, Anthony Ramos. Okay. Uh, and uh, so he, he as he's kidna- kidnapping, as he's stealing the car, He's like, I don't want to do this. So he decides to go, but he's locked in the car because uh, the the key has activated a laser uh, into the sky and all the Transformers see and they come out of hiding and Optimus calls all Transformers to meet up. And so this guy's inside Mirage, so he has to go to the meetup and it's like, why'd you bring this human here? We don't know them. We don't trust him. Bumblebee's like, but I'm a friend of, uh, of Hawkeye. Uh, and he's like, uh, you had one human friend. Fuck you. We get it. We don't know Sam Witwicky yet. Um, so, yeah. So pretty much it's about like now these bad guys are after the key and they have one half of the key, but they got to find the other half. And uh, this like intern at a museum uh, played uh, pretty perfectly by this actor, uh, Dominique Fishback. Uh, she she realizes, oh, the keys in uh, in another country. And she goes on the ride. They they decide to go to the other country to to receive the other part of the key. Uh, and it's like they, they want to protect it. 
because uh, Optimus wants it because he can go home with it. And uh, and uh, our, our main guy is secretly like, we got to destroy it so the Galactus-type monster won't attack our planet and destroy us. But it becomes... They got to learn to work as a team. And then as they're doing this, they meet the Beast Wars characters, the Maximals, and uh, they fight. The action's okay, but they sold this as a fucking Beast Wars movie, and they're barely in it. They're in like one third of the movie, it feels like. And I wanted a whole fucking uh, a whole Beast Wars style film, and that's not what we got here. But I mean, it's a fun movie. It's it's cute. It's okay. It's just bleh. It's all right. I'm going to give Transformers Rise of the Beast two slices of toast. I saw it in 3D IMAX, and that didn't really add shit to it. But uh, check it out if you like Transformers. So, yeah, up next, I have a movie that's coming out tomorrow. uh, A comedy horror movie called The Blackening. This little reunion about to crack. We got the whole crew back. Really, bitch? A cabin in the woods. Now let's get it all in perspective for all y'all enjoyment. Of you still a slave to the white man? Y'all gonna start calling my wife the white man, all right? Newness, here's the anthem. Put your hands up that you shoot with. Count your what we with. do on Juneteenth. Oh, hell no. Where are you going? Look for the fuse box. What kind of house is this? No, no thank you. The blackening? Whoa! Jim Crow Monopoly. Shit probably runs on racism. Pick a card and save Morgan. What do you mean save Morgan? (laughs) Refuse to play, and she dies. I think we have to play the game. In your predicament, the black character is always the first to die. I will spare your lives if you sacrifice the person you deem the blackest. The blackest? Nobody should judge anybody in here, bro. You have two minutes to decide. Shanika, she say nigga the most. Nigga! See? Wait. Y'all can't pick me! I'm gay. Oh, Clifton. Yeah! That can prove I'm not the blackest. Prove it! I've never seen Friday. I voted for Trump. (gasps) What? What? Twice. Big money, playboy, your time's up. We need a plan. Don't say, don't you dare. Don't say this, don't say it. We have to split up. Your time has run out. It's time to die. There's a crazy person out here hunting us. You got Rosa Parks on your shirt, right? Would she be sitting down right now? I mean... That's exactly what she did. You can shut up. Made you look. Made you look. What? what? Black women gotta save everyone else. Damn time! Oh, I made you look. Oh. Yo, stop playing. I got a gun. Damn. Ew. That's too DMX. What are you doing? This is a movie about some friends who get together for a Juneteenth party, uh, kind of like a reunion. Uh, and they're in the middle of the woods in the shady house no, and no. they discover a game room. And there's this game called the blackening, uh, that they, they, they start playing. And like now they're kind of, uh, it's a life or death situation. They have to play the game and win the game if they don't want to die. And, uh, like there's a, a killer game? on the loose. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a killer watching everything and willing to, to kind of kill him. And uh, 
it's it's interesting because this movie rides a fine line. It's 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 the perfect combination of horror and comedy. Like Ooh. it plays as a straight horror movie. Fucking nice. But it okay. also plays as uh, a comedy movie. It has solid fucking like Tucker and Dale esque uh, like comedy. that. That, yeah, walking that even, line even more serious than that wow even more serious in a way yeah wow. and like of course it's kind of like a satire on the fact that in horror movies normally the black person is the first person to die and uh it's kind of like a play on that but of course everyone's kind of in different parts of their life now and like it, do they like one another are they still friends mm, yeah kind of they gotta work like... survive and there's this one guy who's kind of like a nobody who they kind of know who somehow got invited and it's kind of funny um uh, well i not the movie it's the whole movie is funny and like it's a fun <laughs> time. like literally you hear like the reactions of the audience i was in like oh nice people were like on the edge of their feet <laughs> with, like, with horror and they were laughing and just having a good time with it it was fantastic like uh, and most of these people i feel like i don't know most of these actors like it's funny, like uh, in the opening, Jay Farrow and uh, this other woman, they're, they're the first ones to get to the cabin and they're talking about horror movies and normally black people being the first to die. And they mentioned Scream and the, like how Drew Barrymore dies in the beginning. And Jay Farrow's like, yeah, that's probably because like she's the biggest name in the movie and they can't afford to keep her in the movie. So they kill her off <laughs> and then they kill him and the other lady <laughs> off in the opening. That's <laughs> It, it, it's, I say, it's, I, it's just a fun sat. Like, I don't remember Jay Farrow in the trailer. Oh, there you go. That's what, <laughs> yeah. That's great. They sell it as like I thought he was one of the main characters, but now a couple minutes. Oh my god! That's and good. I really like this. I really like this director, uh, Tim Story. He's done a lot of great movies recently. Like he he did the. All right. Well, I'm about to say a lot of movies that aren't fantastic, but uh, he did the Fantastic Four, uh, the 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 05. He did Taxi. Barbershop, think like a oh, man. okay. Shaggy. I mean, the barbershop. He, so this guy's things. been around right along. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he he's done a lot. Like he's done a lot of things, but this is like you can tell he's really enjoying it. And like they do really fun things with the camera in this movie, and it just has this eerie fucking vibe to it that's just so fun and exciting. Like it's it's one of a kind, and like I I really I tried not to watch the trailer beforehand. Like I mean. I knew the movie was coming out and I got an email about a screening and I'm like, All right, I'll check it out. Sure. And it, I, I was so happy. I saw it because it's just so fun and like ridiculous over the top at some points, <laughs> but it's, it's based in reality and kind of grounded. And it's like, it's like the people are actually acting like you'd want them to act. Okay. If this was happening, like, not like all horror movies are like, Oh, okay, cool. Don't go this through that door. Idiot. Yeah. Like, that, that's like, that's like yeah. type of shit. And of course, they also then do some of that stuff, but call it out. I, I, like, oh, yeah. that's some white people type shit. <laughs> and like, it's, just, it's, it's a good time, man. I'm going to give the blackening. I'll give it three slices. Of oh, nice. It comes okay. out June 4th. So actually, it might be out right now as of if you're listening on the day this episode drops. Uh, definitely worth checking Badass. out. Fun, fun. Stuff. I'm excited for this one. So I'm, yeah, definitely uh, checking that out for sure. Oh, yeah. It's well worth a watch. I, I would see it in the theater because, like I said, being in that audience with, with the yeah. people uh, is experiencing it better than being at home and just watching it by yourself or with, with your significant other or family or whatnot. Um, this other movie you may not have heard of, but you may have heard a movie that's or movie, book, uh, television shows that's based off. You remember uh, 
Heidi, this little Swiss Alps girl. Oh, sure, sure, yeah, uh, with the kids' story. Yeah, yeah. This this next movie is is a uh, is a uh, more modern day at adult grown up Heidi. I'm talking about this uh, movie called Mad Heidi. Switzerland, beautiful mountains, delicious cheese, and of course, Heidi. Don't eat her! I love you, baby girl. But you've seen nothing yet. We are citizens. Today, we shall celebrate Switzerland's new order. World domination. The world domination. This man has been charged with the production of illegal dairy products. Now, the girl from the Alps is back. <laughs> with a vengeance. Get ready for action. Beautiful Swiss girls. Swiss army katanas. And of course, fondue boarding. I love the smell of cheese in the morning. This is the cheesiest movie you'll ever see. The only good cheese is fried cheese. <laughs> She's Mad Heidi. June 21st in select theaters for one night only. Well, well, well. Something's yodeling in my pants. <laughs> um, it's known, uh, they're, they're, they're selling it as, uh, we, we got a screener for this and it's, it's fantastic. It's getting a, uh, a Fathom Events uh, release on May 19th in, in select theaters. Uh, but they're selling it as a Swiss exploitation movie. <laughs> Uh, and this is this is a modern day grindhouse movie. I just saw the poster and I was like, I gotta see this. And then I watched the trailer. I'm like, oh. Normally we get like fucking screeners. I'm like, I don't want to watch that. That looks. This was like a movie that was right up my fucking alley. So uh, Heidi's all grown up. She's she's in love. Uh, she's in love with a character um, who 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 is just uh, kind of like a pimp and you know, like a player. Uh, his name is Goat Peter. He's a guy that like can make like uh, some great cheese out of goat milk. And like, his name's goat Peter. And like, <laughs> like they're there. She's in love with them. Story. They're fucking, but he has to go and make a, he has to go make a delivery, a drop off. And uh, it's kind of, this is like set in a futuristic. Um, well, not futuristic, uh, more of like a, um, a dystopian future version of uh, the Swiss, a uh, Swiss, Swiss. <laughs> Uh, of like a Swiss mountain town. Um, and like she watches as Goat Peter is brutally murdered because he stands up to like these Gestapo type characters, these Nazi type guys. And uh, then she kind of fights back and runs home to her grandpa and uh, her grandfather gets killed in front of her and she gets enslaved and tossed into prison. And uh, they're like, they, they, they have like this like uh, lady fighting team, like this like kind of kind of like um a fight club type thing that they have <laughs> that they train ladies and they have her join it and uh she she ends up like escaping 
and she wants to get revenge on those people who have done wrong. And like the Fuhrer is a uh, is like um, a, a guy who owns a cheese company, and like he he wants to make this cheese that will like kind of make the perfect soldier and take over people if they eat it it's so rich it turns them into like a zombie soldier and uh he's like he's played by uh by um everyone's favorite bug killer casper van um um and like so she is essentially going after him and it's just it's so freaking ridiculous and over the top and and it's everything and more that you want like you're seeing brutal crazy action it's bloody there they use like uh, there's a scene where like someone's being waterboarded, but instead of water, it's a uh, fondue cheese oh melted onto God. them. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's 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 so crazy and fun and just ridiculous. And they're just watching as as this this lovable character we saw as a little girl be like this adult badass. We see her training like kind of like mon- montage of like kung fu style fighting and training, and it's just so freaking insane and badass and she's leading like a revolution to to take down the evil uh dictator of of, of her land and not nothing's off the table here like it's just so so fantastic i like i said we got the screener so i have it for free uh and and this is gonna be a fathom event coming out next week on the 21st i think i might go pay and i watch this I have these uh, augmented reality glasses I plug into my computer or whatever, and it's like a big screen comes oh. up. And I watched it on that because I want to have this nice, like, viewing of it with my headphones in. So, like, kind of like oh, I was in the theater. But I, I think I might actually drop my own cash to go see this movie in the theater because it's just my style of movie. Like, it's just fantastic, and it looks sexy and sleek. Like, clearly, I think it was a digital movie, but they add like grain and and a look to it. And what I really like about it is like, it's getting uh, a wide release. Well, now a uh, fathom events release, but this was a uh, kind of like a Kickstarter style movie. And like, it was, it was crowdfunded and like, it, it looks visually like sexy. Like it has that, that style and look of the grindhouse movie that, that is hard to replicate. And it's just over the top balls to the wall, action, comedy, and just mayhem. Uh, I'm gonna give Mad Heidi three and a half slices of toast, and it's just fantastic. Badass. Um, one night only. <laughs> Check out. Uh, go to fathomevents.com or Google Mad Heidi. Uh, it's worth checking out if you're here in this in time by the 21st. Of and it looks like uh, you, you got, you if you're know. not gonna make it to the theater, if it's not very close to you, you can also rent it from Amazon Prime. Uh, it. Yeah, and I think. I think they also have a website where it's going to be free to watch, but they want to try to try to get it theatrical. And oh, for sure. To see it. Take some money. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, I would love to see the story continue. <laughs> uh, it'd, it'd be fun. Yeah. Okay. That's a fun twist on that. That's, that's funny. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a, uh, it's definitely one of a kind and, uh, I'm so happy that I got to check it out a little early. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's my thirteen movies for the week. <laughs> nice, um, awesome, dude. Well, there's sorry, a stack of fifteen, like. stack of fifteen for you, folks. But you weren't <laughs> fucking ready for that one, huh? Congratulations if you made it to this point. Here's your pat on the back. <laughs> there we go. Good, on Good you, for guys. you. Oh, there's man. a lot, of, a lot of, a lot of slicing <laughs> to happen, but. Guess what? There's uh, some there's some slicing in. So yeah, we, well, Adam and I have some more slicing to do at the end of the year. 
That's right. You know, I know you're mm. fucking tired of hearing about it, but here it is one more time. Folks, float on over to filmfreeway.com. If you've got a short film you would like to enter into Movie Toast the Festival. We're looking at anything you got you got I would be awesome if you send it on over to us, please. Uh this is a short film festival, so please keep that in mind. 15 minutes or yes, less. Yes, it is and we're strict on that. I I I feel bad when every once in a while I get a photo someone that's just like, "Hey, but can I submit mm. my feature film?" No, that's it's just not here. Not, not that we don't want to watch future films, because no. obviously we do that all the time. Adam did it 13 times over. It'd be fantastic. But it's... We just don't have yes. the time. In order to give everyone the attention they need. Even the time to watch yeah. short films, it's, yes, it's rough. Yes, yes. And it, it is... Hopefully hopefully one day the festival will grow to features, but... We're already at a staggering three years 50 ago. plus entries so far, and they're still coming in. But uh, again... Stuff from all yeah, over the world. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, I mean, just like literally Good everywhere. Things. We've had winners from around the world, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I can't wait for you to see what we got. Like, we st- the submissions are still open for another couple of months. But get them in now because the shekels, it's cheap right now. It gets a little more expensive, but not too much. But uh, if we get even half of what we have now, I don't even know how we're going to. Oh, dude. How we're going to whittle it down to just a couple yeah, of movies it, on the screen. We got some, some work cut out for us because yeah. you guys have already been sending in some great stuff, but. I, if, if you're just thinking about it, you're still teetering on the edge, please go ahead and submit. Again, that is filmfreeway.com slash festival. This will be the third year of, of us doing it. Uh, it is all digital online only, so it's very easy to participate. Just check out the YouTube link when we post it, and you get to watch it live with us. We have a live, live chat free. open, uh, so you'll be able to talk with us and usually do a chat afterwards. That'll be TBD, where we land on doing that. Mm-hmm. But all of those details will be... Uh, put on all of our social medias uh, the socials Ooh, the yes. socials. you can find us pretty much anywhere facebook twitter instagram reddit discord reddit, fucking tiktok most of those are at movie underscore toast or at movie toast news and reviews that's right uh check us out we got we got some cool stuff we got some cool videos some some other fun things some fun little tidbits but if you don't want to do any of that i ask one thing of you that's just oh toast. yeah sweet buttery golden brown dennis are you still there shit sorry i feel like i lost fuck i <laughs> forgot to un- oh, no, you your mic. <laughs> i forgot to un- <laughs> yep I'm so fine. You're good. You're good. I'm just, I was just like, I don't want to, I don't want to go recording if you're not. Oh, no, that's, that's cool. sorry. That's, that's my bad. No, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. You can mute your, your mic and go back to whatever you're doing. It's oh, God. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I, I do apologize. Um, all right.